Hello. Can you hear me Hi. better? That's much better. Hi. Okay, brilliant. All nice right. So, what's the story? Wow. Seriously. Well, actually, first, is this all right? Is it like okay if I like ask a couple, of, get a couple of things out of the way? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It was um, the podcast you did about um, the, you know, philosopher kings who are crap at being philosophers. <laughs> Can you just be? I've done a few of those, so... I, can't, I can't remember what number it was, but it was um, you know the the people who put themselves forward as the greatest philosophers. I think it was eight sixteen. Oh, the tennis anyone? Yes, tennis. Anyone. Yeah, yeah. Where I really, really overworked the tennis metaphor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> put I it through its paces. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Like one of my posts in a, a previous um, a previous thread. Hello. Uh, yes. Go ahead. Sorry, yeah, you referenced my post, and it's like um, I don't think that I was doing that. I really don't think that I was putting myself forward as some great philosopher person because I'm quite clear that I know very little about philosophy. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm certainly would be if you want to pull the post up, I can certainly uh, uh, tell you why. If I, I mean, it doesn't pop into my mind because the podcast flow me like the through me like the <laughs> like the water flows through the river. So, so right. if you pull it's the. Where is it? Steal a little bit. Where asking about who, what, if you could go back in time, and should you forgive your brother for the stuff he did to you, and that sort of thing. Remember the, oh, the, yes. the ghost who pretended to be whatever, who pretended to be someone she wasn't, and was that bad? And should you um, criticize her for that, or that sort of thing? Yes, I do remember that. And uh, my my basic sort of issue or questions uh, about that has to do with the prioritization of one's yes. ethical questions and ethical actions in one's life. Uh, so again, you know that because I'm metaphor mad, I will often <laughs> use uh, a metaphor like, you know, we're doctors in the middle of a plague. And I always get kind of concerned about the really esoteric gray area kind of debates or questions. And to me, it's yes. like, well, if you've uh, if your ethical issues or your issues of integrity and honesty uh, are so advanced in your life that this is a big question for you. That I mean, and look, and I'm not coming from. Not, any, I, mean, any not, I know that that isn't me. I mean, I'm quite prepared to state right now that that definitely isn't me. I'm not. A, and it's not me either, right? I, I'm but, not coming from any place where this is the most important thing in my life either. I've still got ways, to, a long way to go. But uh, that's my concern. That I, I get suspicious, and I don't mean suspicious uh, of term in terms of anyone's conscious motive. I know that right. there's a kind of gravity well around the gray areas of ethical questions, yeah. and uh, I get sucked in as much as anybody else, but I think it's yeah. very important to just sort of shake our head from time to time and say, is this the most significant issue that we could be working on? And right. that's, that's sort of my major concern around that sort of stuff. And okay. so debating about, you know, what will happen if I get to Wimbledon is one <laughs> thing. You know, we've got to get up and play the game right. yeah. more directly. No, I, 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 understand. I just wanted to make sure that, you know, I wanted to put forward that I'm not putting myself out there as a big, as a guy who knows anything pretty much about tennis or about philosophy. <laughs> okay, yeah, and, I, and I don't, uh, I, I certainly don't question the the conscious motives, right? The conscious motives are that you really want to understand something that is hard to yeah. understand, right? I mean, and I I do respect that. I just think that it's important that when we get sucked into the gray areas of ethical questions, what happens is the whole world begins to look fuzzy. And the right. whole world, like it becomes more complicated and more challenging. Yeah. And uh, I think that there's much more simple and direct things that we can do. Uh, and that's sort of my concern. Everybody, and it's natural because we want to find the areas uh, or the edges of, of valid knowledge. Yeah. But uh, yeah. people get, get hooked into that. That's what you think to the test, I guess. Is it the sorry? edges? 
that's where you put things to the test is at the edges. That's true, but I would I would say like that's what you do theoretically. But I would say that where you put things to the test is in your life, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> you, you, yeah. I'm trying, but it's it's not the easiest thing. <laughs> and it certainly it, it is it, it is an absolutely horrible thing. Not the easiest thing, I think, is a nice way of putting it. <laughs> and by the accent, I guess that we both have a tendency to try and put things in the nicest way possible. Yeah, uh, it's think... it's a living hell to put it <laughs> to put it into into action, right? And that's I think also why people gravitate towards um, discussing the fuzzy edges of the theory, yeah. because it uh, yeah. is so horrible to put it into practice that, that it's almost more fun to debate somebody else's gray areas than it is to work in your own black and white areas, Indeed. if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, so last night, fun for all the family. Indeed, it was. Um, well, it was just... Um, I've just recently started going out with this girl, and um, I think she's really cool, really awesome. But we were like talking about her dad, and um, well, basically how it came up was uh, her dad was like, only, I think, well, we got the question of like hitting children, and she was like, um, I was like, well, did your dad ever use violence against you? And she said yes, I, and you know, sort of unthinkingly, I kind of. I didn't even really think about it, so I kind of just tried out that, well, I think that anyone who hits a child is evil. And she said, well, do you think I'm evil? And I was like, what? And she said, well, ages, years and years ago, you know, I was looking after my sister's kid, my sister's son, and she said, and he was crying, and he'd been crying for hours and hours, and she said to hit him on the arm, and I did. So do you think I'm evil? So I was like, I... Um, uh, uh, <laughs> I d- didn't know what to say. It was sort of, and yeah, it didn't end well <laughs> for anyone. Yeah, that's uh, that definitely is a bit of a precipice, right? For sure. Yeah. For sure. So yeah. what happened then? Well, uh, I, I was like, well, I don't know. <laughs> and she's like, she kind of made the point that it's very simple for me to judge because I've never been in that situation. I mean, my parents never hit me they never shouted at me you know they were like on the spectrum of parental you know <laughs> abuses they were actually you know pretty good right so you know i've never been in that situation i've never had kids and i've never been really around kids i've got like a younger brother but he's pretty much you know around my age so i've never been in the situation of someone crying 24 hours a day and you not knowing what to do about it so who am i to judge basically and i didn't really have an answer to that right and then yeah, she kind of walked off, and I don't know. Things well, are certainly, a, uh, certainly evil is a bit of a hump in a relationship. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that definitely is. Uh, hey, let's go for pizza. That's a little tough to, to work out from. Yeah. So, what's your um, uh, what is your uh, understanding or experience, both intellectually and emotionally, of the question of of evil and its implications to people? Well. I have. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I mean, ugh, it's, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, you know to some degree. I mean, because you use the term, right? Yeah. So, I mean, this is. I'm not. I, I think that that um, uh, that that you have some idea of it. Whether it's right or wrong doesn't matter, right? I mean, it's not like the first time I picked up a tennis racket. You know, again to abuse the metaphor, I yeah. was very good, right? So. Uh, that's just—it's just a question of sort of where it is for you, 
uh, a statement right. like anybody – when you say anybody who hits a child is evil, do you mean that the action of hitting a child is evil in the moment or anybody who hits a child ever is evil uh, through the next 12 Buddhist re- reincarnations? <laughs> well, that's a good question. That is a good question. It's a difficult question to answer. Um, it is. I mean, it really is a difficult question. Like if I, if I beat my wife, certainly the action of yeah. beating my wife is yeah. pretty, pretty bad, right? It's pretty Probably. rank. Certainly moral. Actually, and certainly we... the moment that, sorry, certainly the moment that I stop beating my wife because my arm gets tired, I yes. don't immediately become perfectly virtuous again, although I am no longer initiating violence. So right. there's kind of like a half-life of, yeah. uh, uh, of uh, let's just say, we'll use the term evil because it's what, 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 what uh, you worked with with your girlfriend. So the, there's no question that the actual act of abusing somebody is evil and that that person is committing an evil action in the moment. And it's also true that they are no longer, they're not restored to a perfect goodness the moment that they stop, right? So there is some sort of, like when you have a bright light in your eyes, there's an after image, if that makes sense. It's all gray areas then. Is that the... Well, no, I don't think that there's a gray area. Well, okay, sorry. Uh, If she tapped the, was it a baby that was crying or a toddler? A child, I don't think it was a baby. Okay, a toddler. I think so. Okay. So if she tapped a baby, or sorry, if she tapped a toddler on the arm to kind of startle him out of crying, then that's not, I don't know. I mean, that, that, that's, that's because you don't know exactly what happened. And if people really I, I, do hit a child, they don't say, man, did I ever heal off, <laughs> like, fall off and clock that kid, right? Yeah. They say, well, there were all these extenuating circumstances and what he did was very gentle and it hurt me more than it hurt him. And it, I, didn't, I was at my wit's end and I'd been patient for, for hours and hours. Like there's a lot of extenuating circumstances that people claim in those kinds of interactions and then they'll say well it was just a light tap and so on right and if we believe all of that then i think it's pretty hard to label that person as stone evil for the rest of their life because then on that scale i'm not sure where we'd put like stalin or something right <laughs> yeah yeah well that is yeah she did say that as well actually she, she right. she's got she said she says well if you're calling me evil that's pretty much the worst thing ever when you're putting me in the same category as mass murderers and that right. basically that that made, that made me sort of take a step back and think, well, yes, I need to sort of maybe rethink this a little right. bit. I don't mean really evil, uh, just slightly yeah. evil, you know, like likely dusted on a on a. a, in a fact, sugar. Right. I think I did use the term continuum of evil, to which I, the, the response was not entirely positive, and I think I was wrong in that, definitely. Well, for sure, you may have uh, used the term inappropriately, but of course, the, I don't think it's accidental that you did this. Right, And I don't think that you could necessarily classify this as a massive mistake, in my opinion. Right. And the reason that I say that is when we are, let's just say starting out, and to some degree or another, we're, always, we're all always starting out. But when you're starting yeah. out in the realm of philosophy and ethical examinations... You're going to make mistakes. We all make mistakes. I make mistakes. I've had to apologize in podcasts for errors of judgment, for errors of, uh, uh, of uh, inappropriate uh, uh, labeling and so on. Right? We always, it's, a, it's a complicated and difficult yeah. discipline or subject. So there's lots of mistakes that abound, right? Yeah. So I think that partly uh, it's possible that what you were doing in this interaction was finding out whether, um, whether there was a possibility – of exploring 
this um, this question with your girlfriend. Yeah. Right. So if, if you said to me, um, uh, anybody who is ever unfaithful to a woman right. is evil. Right. And okay. When I was seventeen, I had two girlfriends for about two weeks because right, I right. thought that made me Joe Studmuffin or something. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. But I wouldn't necessarily say, oh, so you're calling me evil now and you know, get very upset. But you wouldn't agree with me. No, I wouldn't agree with you, but I wouldn't get angry at you. I'd just be like, okay, well, help me understand what you mean by, especially if I knew that you were new to the discipline. Right. Right. I mean, just, just think of it in terms of uh, physics, right? Like, I mean. But then compared to her, I'm not new to the discipline. I mean, I'm sorry? I'm, 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 I've like, had conversations with her sort of about this sort of thing and it, I'm the one who's supposedly you know the more knowledgeable the knowledge, knowledgeable about philosophy you know I've listened to god knows how many hundred <laughs> podcasts from a random English dude over the internet you know so I'm, I'm now <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry now, about that <laughs> so just send me, send me a bill for your time <laughs> <laughs> exactly no, no but but for sure I mean you're not so I'm like, to be you're not saying I, I've been studying this for 25 years and I've got some really good stuff down you're like I've just got a whole bunch of exciting ideas and I'm trying to figure out how they apply and I'm you know, swinging wildly but I've got to act and, and, and heaven forbid this, this, this Brit keeps nagging at me to put these things into practice <laughs> exactly, in my life. Exactly. Right? And, and there's just no, no three-point landing of bringing values to bear in your life. I mean, right. any crash that you walk away from usually is a good crash. So, right. Right, right. so for sure, you're not putting yourself forward as a master philosopher. You're just saying, well, I've, I've got these ideas. They're interesting and thrilling to me. Yeah. And you are going to run into quite issues where when you try to apply things like moral labels in the abstract, people are going to call you on it and say, does that apply to me in the yeah. specific, right? Because in a sense, your girlfriend gets a lot more about what philosophy means in the real world, right? Because yeah. when you say something abstract, like people who had children are yeah. evil, and then she brings it to bear in her real life, the question is, what is her emotional response to that? So just from my own standpoint, if somebody said, to me, Steph, because you were unfaithful to a woman when you were, I mean, kissy face unfaithful to a woman when you were 17, you're now stone evil for the rest of your life. I myself would not be offended because I know that that's not true. Right. That would be like somebody saying to me, I really dislike your hairdo. Yeah. Well, my hairdo is scalp, right? So <laughs> I don't really, I can't, I can't get upset at that, right? Right. So if somebody says, Steph, I think that you're evil, I would know that they were, um, Confused, right? They, or or yeah. they thought they knew something when they didn't know something because I know that I'm not, right? So I'd just be like, okay, well, maybe that's true, but, but tell me how you're coming to that conclusion and tell me what your reasoning is and what your definition is and so on, right? And that's, that's the kind of curiosity that makes intellectual exploration, like, fun, right? I mean, this is, if you've ever read, uh, and it's really worth reading, the Socratic Dialogues for this kind of stuff that... You know, people come up and say, uh, you know, Socrates, you, you are unjust, right? And Socrates doesn't say, oh, yeah? <laughs> you know, uh, you and your mother, right? Your mother wears army boots, who are also unjust. Right. Uh, he just says, oh, well, that's interesting. Perhaps you can tell me your definition of justice so that I can be better instructed. And, of course, I do this all the time. People come charging at me all the time with all of these labels. And it's like, well, that's very interesting. I'm certainly happy if, you know, they say, Steph, you're wrong about everything. It's like, well, right. that's great. You know, then, then you can correct me. Yeah. And then, of course, they, they run away, right? <laughs> Isn't that a little bit disingenuous? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's not that I don't know. I mean, my, my function is, like, if the doctor has to 
tell the child that the medicine that will save his life is candy? Is that evil? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to me, the important thing is just to keep people in the conversation. Uh, and then if they, you know, you never know who's going to be the, the next big genius who's going to make a big leap, right? Or some old guy who's going to will hold his money to free domain radio. But, <laughs> but the, the most important things, obviously, you've got to get, you've got to get things yeah, in order. Yeah. <laughs> got to eat before you can talk, right? Right. right. But um, I, I know what you mean about the disingenuousness of it, but um, uh, people don't know what they're doing, right? So. Right. You know, it's like when, when people sort of come charging at me, I just what I see is a, a two- or three-year-old kid who's having a tantrum. You don't engage at the tantrum level, right? You don't, if the kid screams, I hate you, I mean, a, a mature parent doesn't scream back, oh, yeah, well, your <laughs> eyebrows are funny or whatever, right? right? You don't engage at that level, right? And the, the important thing is that people recognize that they don't know what they don't know, right? And, and for me, whatever I can do to, to help them. And maybe there is somebody out there who's figured out a whole bunch of stuff that I've never even thought of who would really be able to help me. I mean, that's, that's always a possibility, right? Sure. So I think that... Me. Sorry, go ahead. Not me. That's all I'm, I'm making that clear right now. <laughs> right. I mean, maybe it's not you, but I think I that... I think that's, that's the first step, isn't it, to wisdom? Knowing that you know nothing? Well, <laughs> not nothing, but knowing that... <laughs> A lot of what you believe uh, is not necessarily true or is, is right. worth questioning. But yes. I think that you should give yourself credit for a lot more intuitive intelligence than you might be giving yourself to. Because the, the title of your post was The Worst Night of Your Life, right? right. So when right. you make a statement like, you know, X is evil, and somebody yes. says, well, I did X. Does that make me evil? And they're angry? Because it sounds like she got kind of cheesed, right? Um, yes. Yeah. Okay, so what happens when you make a mistake in this relationship? Let's, let's just say that this was an honest mistake. I mean, you weren't sitting there saying, how could I conceivably make my girlfriend feel the worst that she possibly could? And how I, can okay. I convince this person that I care about that she's stone evil so she throws herself <laughs> off a cliff, right? right that right. wasn't your goal, right? It really wasn't, no. No, I mean, your goal was you wanted to talk about what was important to you in terms of a moral judgment of those who hurt children. And when you said hit children, I think what you meant was, you know, screaming in rage with yeah. <laughs> closed fist and, you know, bruises. Well, and, I was talking stuff. about, I mean, I was talking about her dad, you know, I was sort of sympathizing for what she went through. I mean, I right. don't know exactly what she went through and, and, and I didn't go through anything like the same thing. You know, I had, you know, nothing, I didn't have sort of abusive verbally or physically parents. So I was like, well, I don't know what you're going through, but i Here's my view. I'm trying to synthesize with, with it, um, right? And it kind of backfired. <laughs> well, it didn't quite. It didn't back. I mean, it's important to personalize this, right? It didn't backfire like a car just that hasn't been tuned. What happened was you were trying to sympathize with her. She took it personally and got angry. Right. Right. I mean, okay. you couldn't conceivably know that she'd swatted a kid at some point in the past, right? And certainly, if you thought, and I'm, of course, I'm not saying in any way that she is, if you thought that she was some kind of chronic child abuser, it, you probably wouldn't be with her to begin with. I mean, yeah, unless I'm with really her because I think she's good. Right. I've, you known, think her, she's I've known her person. for a year, and I, like, before I started going out there, I think she's a good person. That's because, right. like, I've not had a girlfriend for, you know, a year and a half, because I've been waiting for a good person. So. Right. <laughs> Right, so so you were trying to empathize with a good person and sympathize with her history, and it she kind of turned on you, not it 
kind of backfired, well, yeah. but she kind of turned on you, right? right? Because she took as an offensive judgment of her character something which was designed to provide comfort and which you believed, right? I mean, and there's nothing wrong with her saying, well, do you mean that everyone who ever, you know, taps a child on the arm is evil? And of course you would have said no, right? Right, right. So I think that what you're trying to figure out in this statement is that uh, how, how is an error or how is a uh, – if you're going to study things like ethics, and as you know, I mean, as I've said a million times, ethics is the most volatile of human yeah. disciplines because it's so yeah. easy to take it personally. If you're right. going to study ethics, then what is going to happen in your relationship if you make a statement that can be misinterpreted? Right. Is, is, the, is your girlfriend going to be – well, because what she really felt – what she really felt was um, concern, right, that, okay. that your definition was going to be something that included um, <laughs> her, right? And, and yeah. that, that, even that wasn't her most fundamental concern. Her most fundamental concern was, have I done things that could be labeled evil, right? Because right. all you have is her self-reporting, but the emotional energy that's behind it mm-hmm. is uh, what, not one of real confidence, Right. That she's never done, because if she'd never done anything wrong, and if she was perfectly comfortable with what she had did, uh, what she had done with her, uh, the child that she was involved with or involved in disciplining, if she was perfectly comfortable with that, then she wouldn't take offense. Right. Okay. So, if she felt uncomfortable... But you take offense at an unjust accusation, surely. Can you, but can she, you? Didn't, she, didn't, uh, she didn't know whether or not it was an unjust accusation. She didn't know what your definitions were. She didn't know what uh, what your definition of evil was. And you have some lack of clarity with that as well, right? So if somebody comes at me and says, Steph, you're evil, and I say, what's your defini- definition of evil? And they say, well, actually, you know what? I really don't know. Um, I'm <laughs> confused. And you were honest about that. So when she yeah. said, does your definition of evil include me? Right. You said, I don't know. Right, yeah. And that was yeah. honest, because you don't, right? It's like, yeah. there is something wrong with saying that somebody is stone evil for the rest of their life if, the, yeah. if her self-reported story is true, right? right? Of course. So you said, well, I don't know, right? And then she can say, well, tell me what was going... Like, if she was mature, right? And, and, and I'm not saying she's not, but just in this particular instance. I mean, I'm not going to try and say she doesn't have any positive qualities. I'm just talking about the challenges yeah. of this particular instance, right? So, okay. So when you say... I don't know what the answer to your question is, then she can say, well, what was going on for you emotionally yep. when you made that statement? Okay. And you could say, well, I was really sympathizing with what you had suffered as a child, yep. and I wanted to express my outrage at how your father treated you. Right. I mean, because that's, I mean, this is what I call sort of the real-time relationship where you're just right. honest, right? You don't take yeah. positions. You don't try and win the argument. I'm not saying you did, right? But, but she definitely, she took a position there where her own guilt or perhaps ambivalence about her past actions made her kind of confrontational. And then when you express like, you know what? I just passed a judgment uh, yeah. and I don't know what the basis of it is, right? That's exactly. perfectly honest. I don't know if I was right or wrong. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I want to sort of... Well, you know that you're right in some definition, right? Because beating right. up on kids is pretty evil. Is. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, that makes sense. 
but you don't know. I mean, this is the fuzzy area, right? How many times do you have to hit a kid before you're stone evil for the rest of your life? I mean, who knows, right? Who knows, right? That's that's and of course, there's no way that you could ever apply ethical judgments to that because it's all self-reporting and subjective, and no one ever tells the truth, so it kind of doesn't matter, right? It's like, is there a murder in the 12th century when no one ever saw it? It's like, maybe yes, maybe no. We'll never know. Sure, right? So. Yeah. You you were in a continuum, and you had applied a statement, but you were thinking about how her father treated her, and then she personalized that and thought that you were attacking her. Right. Which right. I think is an unjust response to what it is that was going on in your heart when you were talking to her. Okay. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah, that does make sense. And so I guess what happened was things kind of escalated from there, right? Um, well, they didn't escalate as such, no. I mean, that was kind of the end of the, of the conversation, pretty much, yeah. Um, but what happened, uh, so oh, what happened when, when, like, what happened with the remainder of the time that you spent well, together? She she sort of walked off, and I kind of followed her, and um, then that's when she said, well, so, I mean, um, if you're calling me evil, you're equating me with mass murderers. And I was like, well, that's not... I, you know, I'm not. I want why that's kind of a little bit of a ridiculous statement, don't you think? And um, she's. I, I don't know what she, what her response to that was, but it wasn't. You know, it was sort of. Rah, 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 rah. And then um, she didn't say yes. I guess I am overreacting. I can't seriously think that you think <laughs> mass murderer, right? I mean, that's not yeah. your particular taste in women. Is you know, as long as they've got <laughs> the blood millions on their hands, uh, they're yeah. hot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not into that. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah, and then, I don't know, I, I was just kind of backtracking, I guess, sort of floundering, really, uh, you know. Um, and what was your experience of that emotionally? Like, what were you feeling when that was occurring? Well, I don't know, I mean, guilt, I guess, for like, I don't know, I, it, it didn't feel good, <laughs> I know that much, <laughs> but, um, I don't know, I've never been good in those situations, really. I get this kind of horrific... Well, you can't be. I mean, you can't, those, situations are, sorry, those situations are a trap. And again, right. I'm, not, I'm not implying or imputing any conscious motives to her, right? Okay. But, but what happened was she felt humiliated, and so she needed to regain the upper hand, right? This process called leveling, that for certain types of people, in fact, most types of people, if they feel that you've put them down, they need to make you squirm to reestablish their feeling of security, Really? You think that? I'm, it's possible. Um, I'm just, you know, you, you, no, I'm not saying it's conscious. But what I am saying is that if she felt attacked and humiliated by you, then the right. tactics what a lot of people do is they withdraw emotionally, which leaves the other person kind of floundering. They get offended, uh, they get upset, and then you're sort of left trying to repair this grievous harm that you've inflicted upon the other person, when in fact you were trying to sympathize with their situation. Right. right. So what they right. they regain they they re reclaim the power that they feel that you have taken away from them by criticizing them at some level that really upsets them. So right. they then withdraw and they, they, they act hurt and they act offended and so on. And then you're sort of rushing around trying to repair everything, which reestablishes their power. And I'm not saying it's a conscious thing on her part. Right. Uh, and you were there, right? So you know whether this yeah. fits emotionally. Yeah. But you didn't feel like you guys were coming together, right? You felt like a naughty boy who had done something <laughs> wrong. Right? I mean, this yeah. is too much of an exaggeration, isn't it? A naughty right. boy who had done something wrong and who now needed to make restitution and amends and that she was then going to decide when you had groveled enough and she was going to then restore you to her good graces. Is that... It was... 
along those lines, yeah. Right, was... right, right. And to to her, like with all due sympathy to her, this is what she learned from her family, right? I mean, right. It's not, not, she's not an evil person. She's not sitting there going, yeah. how can I emasculate yeah. this person as much as humanly exactly. possible? But this question of being offended and upset and the other person now has to scramble to make restitution is not uh, uncommon in relationships. And okay. there is a certain amount of, um, at least as I remember from my time, considerable time in England, there's a certain kind of pattern with British women that they get this sort of stern... Um, matronly kind of governess thing where it's like tap, 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 you know, you have upset me, young man. And, right. you know, there's a certain amount that the boys are like sort of scrambling around uh, to sort of make restitution or make amends. And uh, that uh, th- that's just what, what, what people learn from, from their family. Like, but then, but then her mum is like the opposite of that. I mean, if she's staying in an abusive relationship with a dickhead guy... Then, her, then she's obviously her mum is obviously not assertive and not, um, you know, taking power in a relationship. Well, I would not necessarily agree with that, uh, and this okay. is a volatile topic, right? So we'll just touch on it briefly because a lot of people get have a, a certain amount of sympathy for women who are in abusive relationships, but the power in an abusive relationship shifts from person to person, right? In so far as the man, let's just take a completely stereotypical example, the man gets drunk and hits the wife, right? Right. But then what happens is the wife has all the power because she's now upset and she's angry right. and she's hurt. And now the, the, the abusive husband has to grovel and bring her flowers and bring her chocolates and, and promise never to do it again and swear off booze and, and so on. So now she has all the power to, to control his behavior. Right? And then he begins to resent that after a while, goes out, gets drunk, and the whole cycle repeats itself. So women who are in abusive relationships uh, uh, do experience quite a thrill of power, which is the groveling of the man the morning after. Right. Okay. Mm. <laughs> now, this is, this is, you might want to read up on this, and certainly don't take my word for it, but... Uh, this, uh, you know, she, the woman can threaten to to call the cops and have him thrown in jail. She gets an enormous amount of power out of the man behaving badly and this sort of cycle. But you should, I mean, if you read up on this kind of stuff, sweetie, do you know a good book for that kind of stuff? Like the sort of switch of power in these abusive relationships where the woman, because it's well documented that the man will then feel really bad the morning after and then he grovels and then she has all the power and... Yeah. yeah, and, and Christina just uh, was just, just in the room. Okay. She was not. Uh, she doesn't know any particular books in this. But if you look in sort of a self-help book or even online mm-hmm. for for abusive victims or marital abuse, uh, it's pretty well documented that uh, the woman has a lot of power after the um, uh, the physical or verbal abuse has occurred. Okay, and of okay. course the, the the woman has more verbal abuse generally, and again stereotypically the woman has more verbal abuse skills, and the man has more physical abuse skills. Okay. Well, um, the girl, the the girl's got the what the the one saint parent syndrome that you talked about recently. Oh, she, like so, my mother was a saint and my dad was a rat fink. Yeah, right. my mother still is a saint. Right, you know. right, and of course, saints have she a lot. Can't, of she can't. I, I said that you know. Well, this is well. It's not off topic, but it's kind of a little bit off topic. She hates going home, going to her house. Mm-hmm. I can she, that. Sort of, when we go out, 
um, you know, it's been recently, you know, in the past week, so I'm, I'm walking at home and, you know, we went to a party, you know, and she got quite drunk, for example. I mean, I did, so I'm not casting judgment for that because that's, <laughs> that would be a little bit hypocritical of me. But, you know, um, she would, it would be this kind of impossible situation where she'd be in just someone's driveway, basically, saying, I don't want to go home, I don't want to go home. And I'd say, well, okay, then why don't you come back to my house? You know, I've got a sofa or something, we, we can do something, you know, I'll sleep on the sofa, you can sleep in my bed, you know, something like that. She said, no, 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 I, I have to go home and face it. And then two seconds later, she'd be like, I really don't want to go home, I really don't want to go home. And I'd be like, well, I, that doesn't give me a lot of options. And then five seconds after that, she'd say, I'm really cold, I'm really cold. I don't, I'm, I, you know, I'm like, well, let's go inside in the warm. She said, no, I don't want to go home. So I was just like, okay, you know, <laughs> these are all the options I have. I don't, I don't have any more than that. <laughs> right, right. So why is it that um, that you feel that these are problems of hers that you have to solve? Well, because I like her. Well, sure, but liking her is respecting her, right? Liking right. her is respecting her judgment and not trying to take over her thinking for her, right? Like, because if she puts herself forward as somebody who doesn't want to go home but doesn't want to go anywhere else, that is cold but doesn't want to get warm, then if you say, well, honey, the solution to being cold is to get warm – that's not really respecting her intelligence, right? Right, I guess. Right, I mean, if, if, if I say to you, I'm standing in the rain next to, a, uh, ne next to a bus shelter and I'm getting all wet, what should I do, <laughs> right? Right. I mean, how much respect do you have to have for my intelligence to say, you know, you might want to step into the bus shelter, right? I guess, yeah. Right, now clearly she's much more intelligent than that, right? Because otherwise she'd be like a central tunnel support or something, right? So... <laughs> So right. clearly she's smart enough to know that if you're cold, you should go into the warm, right? Yeah. And if you don't want to go home, then you should go somewhere else, right? And if you right. don't want to go somewhere else, then you have to go home. And she's certainly yeah. smart enough. If, yeah. if those were tests uh, on a, if those were questions on a test, she'd probably sort of get it right yeah, yeah. every time, yeah. right? And, and yeah. nobody, right? So you know that this is not a serious or legitimate question. So if you took right. this as a serious or legitimate question, I don't know what to do when it's cold because I have an IQ about the same as <laughs> you size, yeah. right? then you would not be dating this person. right? So you okay. have to have respect for their intelligence to, to the point where you know that's not a serious question, right? Right. right well, so, should I do that? Should I leave her in someone's driveway to spend the night on No, ground? you have to be honest with her, right? You have to be honest with her and you have to say... Two things, which are the real truth of, of how you feel in this situation. My right. humble opinion, obviously, whatever works for you is what works for you. But right. the first thing that you feel is you say, you know, I feel a very strong urge to solve this problem for you. Right. Right? Because that's yeah. what you feel, right? Yeah, yeah. And the second thing that you say is, you say, I also feel frustration because mm -hmm. when I act on my urge to solve your problem and try to help you, I get told that it's impossible to help you. So first thing you do is you complain to me about something that upsets you. I feel a strong urge to help you, which I then give into, and then you reject all the help that I can give you, which is sort of like if I'm a doctor and a patient keeps coming and saying, there's a pain in my side, and I say, take yeah. these pills, and they say, well, I don't take any doctor's medications. It's like, well, then why are you coming to a doctor, <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, so that's what I mean by in terms of honesty. You don't deal with the surface. You deal with how you're actually feeling, and you communicate to her how it is that you're actually feeling. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then you I'm... say to her, how is it that you feel about what it is that you're doing, right? Not angrily, like, what the hell do you feel about this crazy situation you're putting me in, but, you know, what are you feeling right now? Right. Right, that prompts you to want to express a significant complaint to someone who cares about you and then reject any offers of help. 
mm-hmm. right? That, that's kind of a – that for sure is putting you in an impossible situation, right? Right. And she's mirroring I'm, – I'm almost positive she's mirroring what is going on in her family in that situation, right? So another impossible situation, which is, again, something you need to keep an eye on in this relationship, yeah. is the situation where she says, oh, yeah, am I evil, right? <laughs> Right? right, that's another impossible situation. Then you either have to give up your definition, which doesn't yeah. seem quite right because you have something correct in your formulation of beating children not being a very good thing to do. Right, so you <laughs> yeah. can't give up your definition, but at the same time you don't want to offend her. So again, you're stuck in this impossible situation. And also, there's time pressure because she's getting upset. Uh, right. The more you hum and haw, the more she's getting upset. So you yeah. you're stuck, and the clock is running out. You're sort of like in a you know, a countdown terrorist movie. Or something, <laughs> okay. Right? You yeah. Know, like, yeah. You yeah. Know, right? So you have these, these situations and I think the thing to do is, and of course I get criticized for this quite a bit. And I just did a uh, podcast on uh, psychologizing, which might, which might help you is right. when you start to feel that you're in those impossible situations, what, what can you say? Well, <laughs> I don't know. You could say this is an impossible situation. No, you can't say that because that, that, that's something you can't prove. What right. you can say is, I feel uh, okay. that this is an impossible situation. Right. Right. And you, can, you can always stop the interaction or the acting out and you can say, I feel that we're in an impossible situation here. I feel that I'm in an impossible situation here. How are you feeling at the moment? Or angry or hurt or upset or this or that. It's like, okay, so what we need to do is deal with that. When is it that you first started to feel angry or hurt or upset? Well, when you said that I was evil. And it's like, okay, well, what did it mean to you that I said that? Like, what did you feel about that? Right? That's, well, that's how you deal with those kinds of things. You don't argue about whether she actually is evil or not because that's not the real content. I'm not sure it gets, it gets that far, though. I think I say I feel that this is an impossible situation. And the answer to that is, well, go then. Well, um, but that's important, right? That's important, right? right. So then you say, well... We're going to have difficulty as a couple if, yeah. when I express my feelings, you tell me to leave. Right. Right, because that's another impossible situation, right? Mm-hmm. Because then what you're saying is, I don't want to know how you feel, but I want to be in a relationship with you. Right. That's kind of like, it's like saying, I want you to work for me, but I don't want to pay you. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Right, because that's just another impossible situation, right? And, and the best thing, of course, is, is the best way to do this kind of stuff is to bring it up when she's drunk. No, to bring it up when, uh, uh, right after sex. No, to bring it up when... Um, well, we haven't got, quite got that far yet. And that's probably not unwise, right? But I would say that the, I mean, the best time to bring this up is when you're both relaxed, right? Yeah. And just say, you know, I, I'd like to talk to you about something that I've noticed. I, I really I care about you. I want this relationship to work. Uh, but there's certain things that... Um, make this relationship more difficult for me than I think it needs to be. Uh, and here's the uh, uh, experience that, that I'm sort of having, and here's the patterns that I notice. And there's nothing wrong with jotting this stuff down, right? Showing that you've really thought it through, that you really care about it. And you just have to stick to your feelings, right? You can't, you can't say, you do this or you do that, or, and then you do this evil thing or that evil thing, and <laughs> I can't believe you beat up that kid. No, I'm just kidding, right? But, but you have to uh, just stick with your feelings because nobody can ever tell you that your feelings are wrong. Right. Right. They might say, well, if you say, well, I feel like I'm in an impossible situation. And she says, I never put you in an impossible situation. Right. Then you say, you know what you're doing right now? <laughs> right. You're putting me in an impossible situation. Right. I tell you that I'm feeling something and you tell me that my feelings are completely and totally unjustified. 
without ever ask, without asking me any questions, right? Right. I don't think she'd be like that. I don't think she'd be like that. Well, I think you need to try and make sure that that doesn't happen, right? Because if you right. get into that spiral, the relationship will not work. Yeah. Right? If you get into the spiral where she keeps putting you in impossible situations and you keep groveling or apologizing or whatever, right? Right. Uh, that's not going to work. I don't care how attractive she is. <laughs> I mean, that's not going to work. <laughs> and you obviously have known this woman for uh, quite some time yeah. and you care about her. So I think that you need to talk about um, you know, ways in which you, you have these, these issues or these, these problems with her and um, how, how you feel about it, right? And if she then just tells you everything you feel is wrong, then you can also say, well, this is an impossible situation. You can also yeah. say, well, how do you know that, right? I mean, right. that's like saying when you, if you say I had a dream about an elephant last night and I say, well, that's just not correct. You should have dreamt about a giraffe. Yeah. What is it that I'm talking about, right? It yeah. doesn't make you, you, these are your feelings, right? And if your feelings just get rejected, then what does it mean to have a relationship with someone who rejects everything that you feel, right? I did have a bit of uh, positive news this morning, though. Oh, go ahead. We, saw, we um, basically, last night, I kind of said that, um, you know, I really, really like spending time with you, but I, I don't, you know, enjoy that much spending time with you when you get drunk. And she said this morning that, she would, if I asked her to, she would sort of stop drinking or drink a lot less. Which if you asked her to. Well, yeah. But what's her opinion about it? Well, she enjoys it because she can forget. <laughs> Essentially, that's her, that's her position. Because she likes the blissful hour of, you know, sort of, what you know, zen nirvana of knowing nothing before, you know, the inevitable... Having, having to, go, to home. go home, yeah, right. Well, uh, I would say that again, she's asking you to solve a problem for her, and I don't mean to rain on this parade, right? I mean, I think it's good that I mean, if there's a commitment made to stop over drinking, that's always a good thing, right? Because over drinking yeah. is not a very good thing. But I don't think that it should be your decision. She says, "Well, if you want me to, I'll do this," because that's again, like like I'm cold. What should I do? That's putting the onus upon you for that decision. And she needs to own that decision, right? Is she going to? How long is she going to spend running away from her problems, right? Right, right. If she's going to spend the rest of her life running away from her problems, that's important. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. If she's not, then what is the time frame, right? Uh, does she think it's a good thing to drink uh, rather than to face up to issues that she has with her family or whatever, right? Right. Uh, and uh, if she thinks that it is a great thing, then there's no point her promising to stop, right? We either yeah. want to do something or we don't ourselves, right? If we, if we put the onus on other people, I think this is going to be another kind of trap, right? Because she's going to say, if you want me to stop drinking, I'll stop drinking or stop drinking to excess, right? And then I absolutely guarantee you at some point you're going to be the guy who never lets her have any fun. <laughs> right. It's just not just she's evil, right? She's, this is just the pattern, right? That right. she seeks control to you and then rejects that control. Right. What should I do? I'm cold. Go inside. I don't want to. Right. So you don't want to be the one who, who decides for her that she doesn't drink to excess anymore because that's something that that's a, that's something she needs to to own, right? Because otherwise you're not going to have any purchase because she's going to be tempted to drink to excess in the future. And right. if you say, well, you made a commitment, right? Then that's one thing. But if she says, you know, well, that was just a mistake. I should never have allowed you to control my behavior to that degree. Right. right? Then she's got an out, right? So just you've got to be, be alert when it comes. You say, well, 
I feel, how did you feel when she said, if you want me to stop drinking off to excess, I will stop? Well, I thought it was a positive thing. I thought that, you know, I th felt that, you know, I don't know, like I'm having an effect for the positive, but maybe not. Well, know. no, I think, I think you are. And I, again, I don't want to say that this is a bad thing. It is a good thing <laughs> that she is uh, recognizing that there may be a problem with her drinking. Like, again, yeah. I, not, I don't want to say everything is terrible and, you know, become a monk. But, <laughs> uh, but it's important that you not own her decisions, right? You have right. to, because ha you'll lose respect for her. Yeah. Right? If, if you make all the decisions for her in her life, at some point, it's like, there's no point dating me with longer hair. <laughs> right, right. Again, I don't know how long your hair is, but maybe she's forgot those pixie do's. But uh, but you know what I mean. Like, there's no point dating me in a in drag, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. she she has to make her own decisions, which you can then respect or not respect or question or or whatever, right? But she can't say to you, "I should," you know, you, you tell me whether I should quit drinking or not, right? right? You can do that, and she may quit drinking, but a, it's a trap, and b, it's not going to do good things for your respect for her. We we really have to have people in her life act in a manner that we can respect because that's really the basis for a productive and positive relationship. Right. Okay. <laughs> now, do you... This is going to sound, again, totally gay, and I absolutely apologize for that. <laughs> right? Because okay. not only does it sound gay, but I'm saying it with a quasi-British accent, which just overfruits it beyond words. Like, but do you have anybody in your life that you might be able to practice the conversation that if you decide to have with your girlfriend about you know, I feel trapped or I feel in an impossible situation when X, Y, and Z happens and it doesn't feel good. Can we talk about this and how do you feel when these sorts of situations come up? Um, is there anyone that you can practice that conversation with? No, I read it. Okay. There is. You might want to, uh, again, this even fruits it up even more, so I apologize for that too, but you might want to practice it uh, just sort of writing out the conversation like a little play because I right. guarantee you that you know exactly what she's going to say. Right, but if you don't prepare for it, then her her desire not to confront the issues that you're going to confront is going to kind of take you over, and then you'll forget, and then you'll end up somehow in the wrong again for sure. Right, right. But, right. but so I've got the should... sorry, I've got the message. I just found the message on my phone, and I yeah, I've read it, and I yeah. <laughs> um, What's right. just, sorry? Do you want to share it or no? Well, I guess so. It says uh, I can't remember what I text her, but the reply is. Um, all I want is for you to be happy. If not drinking is the answer, that's fine by me. And then a little heart. Well, that's nice. I mean, and look, I mean, full credit to her for caring enough about your feelings, right? Yeah. But uh, uh, again, uh, it's, it's a decision that she, she needs to make for herself, not, not to please you, right? We can't be yeah. good out of conformity to others, right? right? So, uh, what's the, so what's the answer? Sorry, so what's the answer to that then? What, what, what do you say? Sort of... Um, well, it's Don't not a text message, it, sure. Yeah. yeah, it's not a text message, right? You know, yeah. you, you need to carve some time out, and uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing to do it in a restaurant. Right. I mean, I know this sounds all too manipulative for words, but there is a kind of, uh, uh, there is a kind of social blanketing that occurs in a restaurant, right? People, I'm not saying she's a screamer, right? But I mean, there <laughs> she's, a, not. she's really no, not. I'm sure, I'm sure of that, but... There is a, there's less storming out potential. There's, and again, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but there tends to be a bit more of a calming effect for these kinds of conversations in a public place. Plus, you get the waiter to interrupt you, which normalizes things a little bit. And, because you're asking her to, to look at some stuff that's tough in herself, right? And you're also going to have to look at some stuff that's tough in yourself, right? Which is why you don't uh, say to her, I'm stuck in an impossible situation, right? So, yeah. so 
I, I would say pra- practice the conversation. I think it's well worth having the conversation because, I mean, you care about this woman and it's wonderful when relationships work out. But it really can't work out uh, at the price of you uh, not being able to make mistakes in terms of your exploration of philosophy and ethics. Yeah. She, can't, she can't pull the offense card, right? The offense card is just not something that can work in an intimate relationship. Right. right? It, it, the offense card of like, well, what you're saying is really offending me and that makes you a bad person. I'm not saying she went that far. Mm-hmm. That can't work in a relationship because a relationship has to be about mutual curiosity and exploration. And right. if she feels that you are somehow trying to put her in the category of mass murderers, then either that's true, in which case she should run the hell away from you because you're a psycho, <laughs> or yeah. it's not true, in which case she's being manipulative, right? So, right. you know, the, the offense card is something that just really can't work in a relationship. You can't, like, if you get upset, you just can't say, I'm offended and you must now make restitution. That's mm-hmm. not intimate. That's not trusting, right? Because either it's true, in which case the person is, like, <coughs> bad, or it's not true, in which case it's manipulative. So these but are just kind of things. But at what point is manipulative good and at what point is it bad because you were just talking about you know use a public place and have these you have i I mean you have these little tricks that right i mean listening but that's not to her detriment right that's not to her detriment right there's there's one thing to say to a kid again this is infantilizing her with the metaphor which i don't mean but it's one thing to say to a kid take this medicine that's good for you because i'm going to coat it in sugar and there's another thing to say take this arsenic because i'm going to coat it in sugar right? right so uh, if you're objective, I mean that metaphor is obviously objective, but isn't aren't feelings and things more subjective than that? Who can say that something is outright better or worse? Well, I think that the the, the key virtue here is honesty, right? Right. And uh, you don't start somebody off in physics at a graduate school level, right? You have to sort of step through stuff, right? And of yeah. course, you're you're learning physics here as well, which is how to be communicate honestly in a relationship. Um, and not deal with the surface manipulations, but deal with the root causes, which is complicated and difficult. Once you get the hang of it, it's fantastic. But it's complicated and difficult. But you're not, what you're doing is being sensitive to the situation, right? Right. Like, it's not manipulative to put anesthetic uh, on somebody's arm before you give them a shot. Right. right. So what in, in that sense, you're, you're just trying to make it as non-volatile as possible. I mean, you could conceivably go in there and scream at her that she doesn't recognize her feelings, right? right. <laughs> Which would be kind of true, but kind of volatile. I don't think being sensitive is the same as being manipulative. But when right. she pulls the offense card and gets upset and withdraws and puts you in these impossible situations, that's manipulative to both of yours detriment, right? Whereas what you're trying to do is bring yourselves closer together. Yeah. But what... I mean, that's not something you can prove, though, is it? So what do you mean? ultimately, that that one that one is good and one is bad. That one is. I'm sure you can. I think you can, and I'll sort of give you a brief, very brief promise. Um, <laughs> I know it's not <laughs> thought, but um, but it it's true, right? It, if you if you feel that you're in an impossible situation, then saying I feel that I'm in an impossible situation is a statement of honesty, right? Yeah. Yes. Right. Whereas if um, uh, if you say to somebody oh, so you think I'm a mass murderer? That's right. not true. Because she doesn't think that you think she's a mass murderer. She can't. Otherwise, she'd be a complete lunatic to even be right, right. in the same planet with you, right? But it is a question. So a, a question can't be false, can it? I mean, sure, a question can. If, if, it's, uh, if it's insinuating, for sure. right? Have you stopped beating your wife yet is a question that's highly insinuating, right?
if I say to you, what do you mean by that? I'm not insinuating anything, right? But if I... Hello? Hi. Who is Drop. this? Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so sorry. What I was saying is that um, uh, if I say to you, what do you mean by that? That's an open-ended question with no implicit assumptions of whatever, whatever, right? But if I right. say, have you stopped beating your girlfriend yet? That is also a question, but it's more of an attack disguised as a question. Right. It sounds right, but, I mean, it, is it objectively verifiable? I mean... Well, you know, sure, sure it is. Yes, you can say, if, it, like, if, if the person says... I mean, if it's less, less obvious than have you stopped meeting your wife, you know, if it's something slightly more subtle than that. Well, but we're talking about somebody who asks you if you think she's a mass murderer. Right. That's not too subtle. In fact, I'd rather have <laughs> a wife beater than a mass murderer, right? Because fewer right, people are right, going to get yeah. killed, right? Yeah. So, I mean, th that's just, you know, do you, do you honestly feel that I might think that you're a mass murderer? Like, do you honestly mm -hmm. feel that I think that you're evil and I'm going out with you because evil is, like, ultimate hotness for me or something, right? And if she says, no, I don't believe that, then I say, okay, well, so that's kind of provocative, right? To, to, to ask a rhetorical question that's kind of insulting to me that you don't really believe. And, right. you know, that doesn't make you evil because you already hit the kid and we know that. Just kidding. But, um, but it doesn't make you evil, but it's not particularly a calm or positive way to, to discuss a problem or a question. Does that no, make I, sense? I agree. I agree with that. I do agree with that. So... So, yeah, I would take the, do, do some practice. I mean, I know this, again, it's totally ridiculous, and it feels ridiculous when you're doing it, but you know exactly what she's going to say to certain things, and you need, you need to practice, right? Because if you, if you do this right, right, I mean, if, you, if you're able to stay with your own feelings and be honest and curious, you guys will make a huge leap forward in your relationship, which is great. Uh, and and if, uh, if it just degenerates into some monster horror show, then that's an important thing for you to know, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That if you still want to try again, then you try again, but you need to gather information about whether she's able to make the leap. Right, right. But then the one, I mean, the one, I mean, that 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 that, is, that doesn't make a lot of sense. But the one thing, I mean, who am I to judge, right? I mean, I'm definitely not this sort of. I'm not a paragon of virtue, you know. I'm hardly Mister Philosophy. So it just feels that. Who am I to judge? Well, but you're not judging, right? You're not judging. What you're doing is you're saying, I don't feel good when this happens. I feel right. that I get put in these impossible situations where nothing good can, like I can't do anything right. right. That's not, I mean, you're just saying what you feel. You're not saying, but oh, evil still... sorceress of confusion, right? I mean, you're just saying how you feel and seeing, a, you're just being honest, right? That's not, right. I mean, that's not the easiest thing in the world to do, but uh, you're not making an argument for how defense DROs will work in a, an <laughs> society, right? You're saying, right. I feel that I get stuck in these impossible situations and, and uh, how do you feel? And let, let's go over in more detail the conversation that we had last night because obviously I don't think that you're evil, but we ended up with that as a question. So how did you feel? when I right. said that uh, people who hit kids are evil, right? And here's what I felt, and, you know, you just, all, all you're doing is being honest with each other about what happened. Yeah. So that, I mean, that doesn't require you to have never been a shoplifter, right? I mean, or, or you know, to, to, to be able to levitate on your pure carpet of virtue. Right. <laughs> it's just saying, this is what I felt, and what did you feel? Right. Is that how, is that how you got into work on the, on the was it the carpet of virtue? 
That's <laughs> right. The carpet of virtue is known as the carpet on the hallway between with... my bedroom and the study. So, yeah, absolutely. Does it come with a webcam, the carpet of virtue, or is that, is that an, an optional extra? Uh, that's an optional extra uh, if I get really desperate for donations. And, right, and I mean, okay. and let's hope that that never happens. <laughs> okay. Listen, are you going to keep me posted about how it goes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other okay. thing, too, is when you do finally have sex, put a podcast on. <laughs> no, because what that will do is it will associate positive feelings with her with this podcast. And that, of course, <laughs> is the key thing. That kind of sexual I'll imprinting. I'll put on the, the, the 826 that I'm yet to listen to. Absolutely, you can put on 826 oh. or any of my fabulous musical numbers. <laughs> right, yeah. Those are the ones. Those are the Absolutely. Ones. Okay. Okay, Thank best you. luck, brother. Thanks a lot for your right. honesty. Uh, okay, I'll, uh, you. I'll send this uh, podcast to you, and then you can have a listen before I post it. Okay, great. Thanks, man. All right, thanks.